Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you today from the city of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA, where I'll be uh, calling the City Game. That's the game between Pittsburgh and Duquesne. Oh, wait, it's not pronounced Duquesne? I got to work on my notes here for the game starts. The Dukes and the Panthers, uh, separated by like one block, will play uh, uh, downtown. I'll be calling the game. So if you're on Facebook tonight, uh, trolling for uh, to see what your old girlfriends look like, uh, feel free to check in and watch my basketball game. In the meantime, we got so much other stuff to talk about. Uh, like, for example, we got to discuss um, college football coaching moves. Look, this has become a college football weekend. I would love to tell you that the NFL matters this weekend. And after the uh, Cowboys vanquished the Redskins last night, we get ready for Vikings-Falcons. Feels like an important day- game. Patriots-Bills. Feels like an important game. Bills still right there in the in the playoff hunt. Buccaneers-Packers, more meaningful than you would think. Um, can, the, can the Chiefs finally figure some stuff out and beat the Jets and get back into the playoff mix? Like, all of those games are Chargers have to beat the Browns, I guess. Panthers-Saints is the like premier game uh, until Eagles-Seahawks 
on Sunday night. Like all those games are relatively interesting, but college football actually really, really matters. And we don't actually know, uh, even based upon the rankings, what it means. Right? Because based upon the rankings right now, well, Clemson is number one in the country and they play Miami, number seven in the country. If Miami beats Clemson, does Clemson drop five spots, four spots, or three spots? And what happens if Ohio State beats Wisconsin? Do they leapfrog Alabama, who doesn't play? Georgia taking on Auburn. Do they leapfrog Clemson, for example? Um, or what about Auburn? Can they, you know, they, they win right now. They're ranked behind Clemson. A two-loss SEC championship team. Do they get in? Like, all of that is interesting. Made more interesting is uh, all that's going on in the college football searches. Just really is. Uh, John Curry apparently has lost his job. That's because Phil Fulmer is Brute. Et tu Brute? You guys do know the Brute reference, the Et tu Brute? music you're you're the you've been in college the most recently of any any of these uh these mooks tell me you understand the etu brute reference of course from julius caesar brutus was who the person who betrayed him correct correct they all stabbed caesar in the back that's how they changed power in uh in ancient rome and when he got stabbed in the back he looked brutus in the eye and said etu brute and you, Brutus, not that uh, Fulmer, uh, that they didn't know Fulmer betrayed him, but Fulmer did, in fact, betray him. John Curry tried to hire, uh, tried to go out and hire Mike Leach yesterday. Meanwhile, while he's trying to hire Mike Leach, Phil Fulmer's getting him fired. So Phil Fulmer expected to be named athletic director. He's the former head coach at Tennessee. Now he wants to be AD at Tennessee, and he will be AD at Tennessee. What a mess. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, Jimbo Fisher has apparently left Florida State to take on the Texas Texas A&M job. And before you say this is the first of its kind, remember Dennis Franchoni left Alabama to take on the Texas A&M job. And he's reportedly going to make $75 million over the next 10 years. Boy, that feels like an Albert Pujols contract, doesn't it? Feels like the last five years that contract could be really, really, really bad. Uh, look, here's my thoughts on AM going out and getting uh, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, it reminds me of uh, it, it reminds me of uh, Jim Rome, who who's a friend of mine, and told me once Rome has a Ferrari. I don't know if you guys know that he has a Ferrari. It's a beautiful car. And I um, I said to him when I first saw the Ferrari, I was like, Hey man, tell me about when you got the Ferrari. He's like, Oh, bro. What a story. Walked into the dealership and I wanted to buy a Ferrari. I, I looked at the car, looked at this one, it's black one. I said, that's the one I want. They're like, you can't get that. That's uh, Joe Simpson's Ferrari. And Joe, of, of course, father of Jessica Simpson. This is back when Jessica Simpson was Jessica Simpson. And he said, however much he paid, I'll pay 50 grand more for it. And it was his car. Look, some people pay sticker for cars. I don't. I don't. But there are some people like, look, I just want it. Camaro Super Sport convertible comes out. There'll be people who pay sticker or over sticker because limited number. I just want it. I wouldn't do it, but there are people that will do it. And that's who Texas A&M is. 
Texas Texas A&M was like, mm, Kevin Sumlin, fine. Don't think we can win national championship with him. Let's get rid of him, pay him $10 million to walk away. But instead of trying to save money on the next head coach, they're just like, look, who is the most successful coach that is the least happy where they, where they are? Jimbo Fisher, who, by the way, uh, was part of a national championship team in the SEC with LSU before he left to be the head coach and waiting and offensive coordinator at, at Florida State, where he won a national title. They, they basically said, all right, we're not waiting until things go on sale. Like, I don't know if you guys operate this way when you go into the Lucky Brand store or you, your wife goes into Talbot's, right? And there's a sale sign out front and you walk in and all the good stuff is not on sale. All the fall stuff or summer stuff is on sale. Many of you, like me, would like, why am I going to pay top dollar? I can wait till after Christmas or get a gift card where somebody can come in and buy it on sale as opposed to buying things when they just come out and paying retail price for them. But A&M, I like retail price. Money's burn a hole in our pocket. We have more money than anybody else. We're more invested than anybody else. That's kind of our thing. Let's go get them. And though it's crazy and they've done it before and it hasn't worked, the fact is that's who they are. Know what kind of shopper you are. As opposed to uh, Mississippi State, who hired Joe Moreland, who's the offense coordinator Penn State. That's like going out and going like, you know, I heard these Hyundais are really well not made. I'll go get one of those uh, souped-up Hyundais. I'll bargain shop. I'll take 5000 off MSRP, thank you very much, while somebody else is buying a Ferrari, frankly. But what a crazy couple of days. Now Florida State is open. Tennessee is still open. Arkansas has now had the market set because everybody believes Arkansas is waiting on Gus Malzahn. If Malzahn loses tomorrow to Georgia, uh, the offer will come in that, like the second he walks in the locker room from Arkansas, where, of course, he was a high school coach. He was an assistant at Arkansas. He was the head coach at Arkansas State. Like that all makes sense, except they're in the same league. And whatever offer he gets, Auburn could, in fact, match or do it one better. But now hasn't Texas A&M set the market? Right? Gus has already played in a national championship. Gus is from Arkansas. Arkansas has uh, virtually unlimited resources with all the Tyson chicken and Walmart money. If, if Jimbo Fisher gets 10 years, $75 million, then Gus Malzahn's like, I'll take 10 years, $76 million. That's what happened today. The entire market has changed. And Philip Fulmer uh, completed a coup d'etat, which was quite impressive. To go from completely out to completely in, all within one week, killing off the AD and killing off their chances of getting uh, any coach that he didn't uh, uh, that he didn't approve. Pretty impressive stuff. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A guy who can give us great perspective on what this has been like is, a, is an old vet, Lorenzo Alexander, joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Lorenzo, how are you? I'm doing great today, Doug. Yourself? Um, hey. But I think that's always what a GM and an organization always has to try to do is walk that fine line as far as planning for the future, as well as trying to win now. I think we've done a great job of that. You know, we have some older guys on this team between me, Kyle Williams, Eric Wood, that 
you know, our days are numbered in this league, and it's all about trying to get to the playoffs and ultimately winning the championship. And we're trying to put ourselves in a position uh, to do that. Uh, obviously, we had a little bump in the road there, got back on the winning, uh, winning ways last week, and now we have the Patriots up this week. So what was going wrong? Um, little things. I mean, it's always little things. Never scheme or, uh, you know, some of the big things that people may point to, but, you know, not getting off blocks, not tackling well, um, some miscommunications here and there, and then not really taking care of the football. Um, that's kind of our, our big thing, respect for the football, and it's really been one of our uh, catalysts, I think, throughout this entire season is leading in the turnover dis- differential by taking the ball away and um, taking care of it, and that's something that we weren't able to do as well during that three-game stretch. Lorenzo Alexander joining us, longtime vet in the National Football League, joining us Buffalo Bills, getting ready for the Patriots, their arch rival, or maybe maybe not rival, I would say more <laughs> nemesis. And I know, obviously, this is only right. your second year in Buffalo, but that's, that's an accurate term for what the Patriots are to the Bills, correct? Yeah, I would say that. I mean, they've, been, they've dominated our division. They've really dominated this league um, ever since Tom Brady's kind of taken over the helm. And obviously, they have one of the best head coaches up there in Belichick and that's something that we're trying to change, and obviously that's one of Sean's main objectives um, over the course of, you know, getting his job is, is, is change that dynamic within our division. And uh, it starts really this week um, under this new new direction and, and trying to f- figure out a way to beat Tom Brady. All right, so look, I'll just tell you what those of us who watch football and love football but don't play football think. Like, all right, the whole thing with Brady is – you got to get a pass rush, and you got to get him off his spot, right? You got to get right. a pass rush. You got to get him off his spot. It seems like, all right. Well, that doesn't that doesn't seem that hard. Why is it so hard to get him off that damn spot? Well, he gets rid of the ball a lot. I mean, quickly. I mean, they go. They have a lot of empty sets. Uh, he's obviously smart and intelligent, and uh, he understands even when you try to blitz him, uh, where his hot read is, where he's going with the ball. So it can be frustrating at times uh, to play him as well. That's why you got to have great coverage on the back end. You know, try to disguise some things, maybe make him pat the ball and maybe go to his, you know, second or third progression and, and give your opportunity to the defensive lineman to get to him and, and hit him. And you don't always have to sack him, but just put some pressure on him, get some hits on him. And then when he does give you opportunity to pick the ball off or strip sack him and pick it up, you got to take you got to take advantage of that. Uh, we looked at it two minutes today where I think the Houston uh, <clears throat> Texans had an opportunity, and this was last season, they had a strip sack and then an interception that, that they dropped, and then he, he figures out a way to go down and score and win and win the game. And this is evident throughout his career. If you don't play sound football and take advantage of what he gives you, he's going to definitely uh, figure out a way to beat you. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. That's the voice of Lorenzo Alexander. Look, you are a guy who, because you've been in the league so long, that you're kind of, and I, you're probably not even old enough to remember, there used to be these commercials, E.F. Hutton, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. Like, when you talk, people are like, all right, here's a vet, here's a guy that's been around, he knows what he's talking about. You, you spoke out about the, 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 the protest, the anthem protest, and everybody kind of, it quieted all the noise in Buffalo about it. You've recently said, hey, the Tyrod Taylor thing is not only interesting to me, but I, I think he should stay in Buffalo. I think he should be our quarterback. And, and forgive me if I'm misquoting you in any way. Um, how was that received? Like, players don't normally talk about uh, players on other teams or their own teams in terms of who should and who shouldn't be playing. How did that go over with, with Sean McDermott, uh, who kind of runs this entire organization? Yeah, I never said that, um, you know, Tyrod should be in there, even though I, I trust Tyrod. I believe he does. he's done everything to have earned that, that spot. 
my message to the team was really just we can't worry about what, you know, Coach Sean and, and the coaches are, are doing at that position. Our job is to go out there and perform whatever, whether it's O-line, block, defense, stop the, 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 the other opposing offense, and let's do our job and let's support whoever's at the quarterback position. Because if you get caught up in the emotions of, okay, this guy should be back there, what are we doing, and you lose track of, of, of your own job, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's quarterback. So I'm glad Tyrod is back there. I think he's earned that job. He solidified himself as our starter. And uh, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to do everything possible to put him in the best situation when I'm on special teams and defense, getting him the ball back in the most advantageous field position, getting him extra position, possessions through getting turnovers, and all those little things that's going to help our offense and our team win games. You know, it's what's fascinating. I mean, obviously, if you guys could beat the Patriots this week, it would put you in a great spot with two games still remaining against the Dolphins and the Colts at home. But right. I mean, honestly, if you look at it, you guys could get in without even beating the Patriots, right? I mean, like, if you simply took care of business, <coughs> Colts, Dolphins, and uh, twice, like nine, yeah. it gets you really, really close. Right, uh, nine and seven could get you in there, possibly, especially the AFC. But I, we're not looking at it like that. Like, well, we let's drop these games against the Patriots. We want to establish dominance each and every week, and uh, we're not looking at you know the long, end game as far as okay, well, we can drop these games and win those other three because you can never count. You don't know what's going to happen. So our job is to put ourselves each week in the best uh, advantageous. And that's how beating the Patriots, and then we'll move on. When we get to our next opponent, Lorenzo Alexander joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. I mentioned, you know, your stops around the league. Uh, you know, Baltimore's not 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 warm, but not cold. Obviously, everywhere else you played, you know, when you played in D.C., that's not not a it's not a frigid environment. Now, all of a sudden, like weather becomes a factor, and I think uh, a benefiting factor for you guys. It, now, but for you personally, now in your in your you know creeping up on mid thirties. Do you still feel the benefit of playing at home in Buffalo because you guys can live and train in it as opposed to other teams that come in? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it, it definitely gives you an advantage. I mean, you, you feel the cold, you feel the wind cutting through you, whether you're taking your kids to school, walking around, or at practice. So you do get some type of acclimation to the weather. I mean, we had Oakland come in earlier this year, and it really hadn't gotten cold yet. And guys were complaining about it being cold. And it really was, I mean, it might have been 35, 40 degrees outside, you know, but that's a California team. So it has its advantages. But at the end of the day, you got to play solid football. We had Miami come up here in the snow game last year pretty much, and they ran the ball all over. So it has, it has its perks, but if you're not playing good, sound football, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. How have you been able to maintain this longevity? Longevity? Yeah. Being a professional, uh, showing up to work each and every day, uh, trying to better myself, better my craft, uh, being accountable, um, showing the coaches and players they can trust me. And when I get my opportunity to go out there and showcase, and I think the biggest thing is just taking care of my body, um, you know, on and off the field. Uh, I have my wife that does a great job of taking care of me as well, and, and, and it's all worked out. I've been blessed by God to have limited injuries. And uh, when I have had them, I've had uh, great people around me to help me get get back to be healthy and, and where I'm at now. So hopefully I can continue to play at a high level and, and get a couple more years in this game because it's definitely a blessing to be able to play as long as I have. Now, you've been playing it well, and, and for the most part, obviously the defense has been an incredible bright spot for this team. Listen, we wish you the best of luck against the Pats 
uh, this weekend. Uh, it's it's great to have you on. Catch up. Uh, have a have a very very safe game this weekend. We'll see the rest of the year. Okay. I appreciate you, brother. All right, that's uh, Lorenzo Alexander. That's a good dude right there, by the way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Last night, the Cowboys win 38-14. to Now, if you simply parachute in and check the box score, you're like, oh, Kirk Cousins, two picks. He sucked. Win for Dak Prescott. See, Dak Prescott, he's awesome. But the reality of it is, the Washington Redskins, um, I don't put any, I don't, I don't honestly put much any of it on Cousins. I mean, I guess you got to put a little bit of it on Cousins, but he had drops, balls go through guys' hands for interceptions. They have no running game at all. Samaj P. Ryan, of course, you know what happens when you get down uh, 10 at half, but P. Ryan is their leading rusher, 38 yards rushing on 12 carries. 38 yards. As, whereas, whereas Dak Prescott, like, I guess he was better throwing it up to Des Bryant around the end zone. But Dak Prescott threw for 102 yards. Like, if you can tell me that that's all Dak Prescott, like, fine, cool, good for you. The reality of it is the turnovers, the running game, controlling the clock, and then just kind of spiraled out. The, light, the second interception you would put on Cousins, but late in the game trying to make a play, I think it was in fourth in California. I thought uh, Daniel Jeremiah probably said it best. He joined us. He joins us every week. He works for the NFL Network. He's um, he's a draft scout as well. And he told us what was it two weeks ago, guys? Yeah, two weeks. It was weeks when ago. he uh, actually it was earlier this week on Wednesday when you guys were talking about this uh, specifically about Dak because they had been struggling obviously prior to last night. Yeah, but he had said that he was quoting himself from when he was previously on the show. So when he, he said some guys are, what was it? Some guys are. Yeah, he uses that. He uses trucks, that. Some guys are trailers. Right, exactly. Some guys are trucks. Some guys are trailers. And what he was referring to is that like there's either people who lead the team and they pull them forward the entire way, or they're just a trailer and they're there to be along for the ride. Hmm. Yeah, so he, uh, if, uh, what DJ said, Daniel Jeremiah said was, look, I think that that he's a, he's a trailer. He's not a tractor, right? He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not one of these. He's a trailer, which doesn't mean you can't win with him. Right? Doesn't mean you can't win with him. It just means um, It just means that you're not going to win because of him, and you're probably also not going to win in spite of him. He's just a good, solid, fine football player, which is what he was last night. And if you want to tell yourself otherwise, like, no, you're being too hard. I'm like, I, I, I can't help you. You're searching for something. Uh, you're searching for a narrative that just doesn't exist, that we're somehow harder on Dak. Like, I think we're realistic about Dak. Here's what Daniel Jeremiah said a couple weeks ago. I think it's safe to say that... Uh... You know he's he needs the other pieces around him. I use the, tra- the the whole trucks and trailers thing. I think he's more of a trailer than a truck. I think he goes along for the ride rather than leading everybody else and making everybody else better. Well, that's fair. I, I think I think that's that's totally fair. 
absolutely positively fair. Uh, but look, Cowboys are still in the hunt. But last night, all last night did was kind of seal the deal on the Washington Redskins, which is fascinating because now what for the Redskins? Right, like they got away with underpaying Kirk Cousins early. They overpaid him in terms of salary cap because he was the franchise quarterback last two years. So you pay with them. You paid. You had to pay him an amount, you know, commensurate with the top five. The, you know, the top five guys in the league in terms of yearly salary. So now, what do you do? I, as much as it sounds like they should settle, we talked about settling last year. Much as it sounds like we should settle, and I don't put any of I, I don't put last night's loss on him. He just doesn't have a good enough team around him. And he is more of a he's a tractor he's more he's a trailer more of a than a tractor. But you have a decent solid quarterback, and he would get paid elsewhere. I think that's where the move to the Niners makes sense, because there's just it appears to be there's too much bad blood. Like, could they give him the right contract and he'll sign? It? Like, sure. But remember, this is the same team whose general is president of football operations didn't pronounce his name right six times in talking about him and why they weren't offering him a long-term contract during the season this year. He kept calling him Kurt, 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 and his name is Kirk. Like, you just can't, guys just don't get over those things, nor should you have to. And with teams like Cleveland, San Francisco, uh, Jacksonville, the Giants, and others all searching, wanting the Broncos for a quarterback, I think it probably makes sense for him to go elsewhere, even if the Redskins are probably foolish and he'll probably be better elsewhere or as good. And they'll, you know, people say, well, you, you got to kill, you'll kick yourself for letting him go. Like, yeah, maybe. But, you know, once a relationship goes bad, it just goes bad. Do you think the Redskins should have locked him up to somewhat of a deal several seasons ago instead of this no. whole franchise situation? No, because I think he was asking for a ridiculous amount, you know? Like, look, I think they overvalued what, the, you know, they overvalued what they were giving him and the amount of money that, you know, they're like, look, we evaluate him probably in the 15 to 20 in terms of quarterbacks in the league, and he was probably miffed by that, but they were probably about accurate. They didn't want to do the going rate thing where you pay him more money than anybody else because they knew that'd be foolish and he's not worth it. And he wasn't willing to bend, and neither were they. So it was a game of chicken, and you end up both losing. You end up both losing. Instead of, instead of giving them a little bit of a discount and them having their guy, you know, paying him a little bit more than you want because you paid him less than he, you wanted, than he wanted or earned in his, first, in his rookie contract, now I, I think you're past the point of no return. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So I'm going to tell you something about Peyton Manning. I'm not sure he wants T. Martin to have the job. Now you might think to yourself, why would Peyton Manning, who by some people's estimation is the greatest quarterback of all time, an incredible ambassador to Tennessee, beloved on TV commercials, could run any football organization he wants. Hell, he could be the next head coach of Tennessee. I don't think he wants that, but he could, and he'd be great at it. Why would Peyton Manning not want T. Martin to be the head coach? Music, why do you think that is? Because he wants to be known as the best quarterback in Tennessee history. 
Uh, I think he'll always be known as the best quarterback in Tennessee history. But I think, like, look, if T. Martin does well there, T. Martin be the first black head coach there. T. Martin won a national championship there. T. Martin wins as, like, T. Martin be the dude. He'll be known for doing the most for the actual university University, football team as opposed to Peyton Manning will have the more glorified NFL career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know we think, and I'm not saying Peyton's a bad guy. And you know what? I'm sure the way in which he's smartly critiquing the potential of T. Martin as a hire isn't the worst critique in the world. Like, hey, I don't know how to break this to you, but that's not his offense. They're not really that well coached this year. I like Sam Darrell makes plays on his own and the new wide receivers that T brought in haven't been great. And he coaches the wide receivers specifically like he's good, but he's going to be and, and, and to take Clay Travis from Alex Kate, the coverage you joined us earlier this week. You should download that uh, interview on, on the podcast to take Clay's, you know, Clay is his whole argument against Greg Schiano was, well, tell me another job he's up for. Right. And my argument about Shiano was I think he would have been up for several of these jobs. Maybe not at the Tennessee level, but several of these jobs. Just Tennessee killed any chance that he'll have of being hired this year. But um, tell me a job that T. Martin could get. I don't mind the T. Martin thing if he, they call T. in and he's like, look, here's what we're doing on offense. Here's what we're doing on defense. Here's the guys we're hiring. I do think because and I told you guys this with my own uh, lust to be the head coach at, at Oklahoma State in the summer was I, I I'll be completely candid with you I, I think any in recruiting you're telling a story and when you're telling your story it's even more powerful and in all honesty uh, who would know whether or not he has the stuff to become the head coach more than Philip Fulmer but this was a coup d'etat and I think that Peyton's ego, sensibility, uh, desire to always be the guy, I'm sure that's probably affecting some of his feedback and why the T. Martin call hasn't been made already. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Muhammad Sanu, of course, you see him as a wide receiver. He also throws the football. And uh, he's joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. My cleats, my cause weekend. What's, uh, what's your cause this weekend? Um, well, I, I, had, I decided between, you know, the autism and uh, the, uh, my four children's cancer, which is, you know, you know, for me, it's all about the kids. And um, it's, all, it's, all, it's all love for me. I, I, like, I like spreading love and enjoy to the children, you know, when, you know, they're not feeling the best about themselves or, or in a great, great mood, you know. So for me, it's all about the kids. So the cleats that you're going to wear, have you seen them yet? No, I haven't. Did you, did you, like, how do you have them? How does it work? Like, I think that's one of the questions we like, how does it work? Do you, do you have a guy who designs your cleats or does somebody else yeah. have a guy? Who, what, what happened? Well, I, well, for me, I, I do a weekly, uh, get my kinks cleats painted and I have a guy that I go to uh, Des Customs and create a picks customs out in uh, Baltimore, Maryland and they um, you know I just give them my idea but this week I told them the cause was and you know I just let them run with it um, you know I have confidence in those guys because I've been working with those guys for four years now so you know I just let them you know do their creative minds that's what they do so I just stick to football 
Mohamed Sanu joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you realize you have a perfect quarterback rating, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Have you have you let Matt know that you have a perfect quarterback rating? No, nah, you know, sometimes joking, jokingly, but not not really. I mean, that guy's dropped a lot of dimes as well, and you know, there's times where, you know, if I, I'm sure if I were to throw as many passes as he's thrown, I would not be perfect. So, trust me, I, I don't ever try to you know swap in his face or anything like that. Uh, I got to ask you, Coach Shiano, Greg Shiano, who you played for at Rutgers, was, you know, he was going to get the Tennessee job. And among the things that were said about him was, ah, he was just okay at Rutgers. Like, I, I, I remember you guys being really good and being terrible before he got here. You played yeah. for Greg Shiano. Tell me about him as a head coach. I think he's a phenomenal head coach. I don't know what, what they were talking about. Uh, some, sometimes people obscure a lot of things and feel like they know something that they don't really know nothing about. I mean, you know, he came to Rutgers when we were literally the worst, you know, college program in the country, and he flipped the flipped, flipped that program around. And I mean, we became top ten in the nation. Uh, we won. It was year we won eleven games and things of that nature, just all because of him and the culture that he brought. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. Who, who said that or what they were talking about? But I mean, they they got some bad information. <laughs> that's that's what I thought. Like, look, I've been around. I've been doing this thing for a while, and like, look, when you you grew up in Jersey, and so when you grew up in Jersey, like nobody talked about Rutgers football. They were terrible. And then when you were there, you guys had you guys had great teams. Obviously, getting recruiting great players. You, Ray Rice, others, McC- McCourty going going off to the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. But but like that's accurate that it was nothing then it was something and of course now struggling in the Big Ten I think eventually they'll get up and they'll be competitive in the Big Ten at, at some level but like when you were a kid nobody talked about Rutgers football correct No I mean growing up I literally lived on the campus as a kid I was born up the street and I had no idea what Rutgers football was when I was a kid. That's nuts. And it's like, I think they played the first ever college football game, too. Like, I remember that when you played, they were celebrating, like, hey, we've actually, and like, no one knew because they'd been so bad for for so long. Um, All right, let's get to the Falcons. Uh, This obviously is a very, very big week. Why, statistically, Vikings defense off the charts, when you prepare for it, what do you see that's impressive? They are always around the football. I mean, they have six, seven, eight guys around the football all, at all times. And they they swarm a lot. And, you know, Coach Zimmer, you know, I was with Coach Zimmer for a couple years in Cincinnati, and I, I know how he prepares his guys. So, you know, they're going to be well prepared. And those guys are going to compete, compete compete their tails off. And it's going to be a fun matchup. You know, I'm excited. Yeah, he does this thing to where, and I know he did it. We saw you guys on Hard Knocks when you were in Cincinnati as well, where, like, he, he always he, – he, he plays the underdog card himself – and we've talked to some of their players, like, yeah, like even the Case Keenum thing, like not naming him, saying he's the star of the rest of the year. It's his way of, like, motivating guys. Uh, is that a fair depiction of finding ways to get all those guys to compete at a level, maybe above their normal level? I mean, Coach, Coach Zimmer, uh, I, I know how he, he likes to get the best out of his guys, and he knows exactly how to do so. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he does it, but he, he has a creative way of doing so. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, how, how those guys play and how we play against them. It's going to be a fun matchup. Oh, it's going to be a fun matchup. Look, uh, three of your last five are at home. You guys have won three in a row, won four out of your last five games uh, after that awful three-game losing streak. What's what's changed? Why are the results so much better? 
Uh, we're, we're just out there having fun. Uh, I feel like we, we figured out our, our identity. You know, we got a swagger back, and we're just out there having a good time. We prepare well throughout the entire week, and, you know, everybody's feeding off each other. So, uh, we, we know, you know, where we need to be and we'll, how to get there, and we're just progressing each week. Unfortunately, Desmond Trufant's going to be out this weekend with a concussion that was uh, announced uh, earlier today. The Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Mohamed Sanu joining us. You said we got our swagger back. I know Julio said you got your swagger back, but isn't saying we got our swagger back admitting that you had lost your swagger? I mean, there's a, there was a three-game span where we didn't play well. We didn't play like ourselves. And uh, we, we, weren't, we weren't the team that, you know, we believed that we, we should be. And, you know, we had to find, find a way to, to get to where we needed to go. We, you know, we just stuck to the, stuck to the plan and the formula that we, we always know. So we just kept you know, trust in the, the process and, the, you know, the brotherhood, we we, stayed, we grew even tighter through those tough situations. And, uh, you know, we depended on one another to, you know, to bring each other close, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and you had Devontae back, too, coming off of his own concussion. So, I mean, now you have Devontae and Tevin Coleman back there, that dynamic one-two combination running the football. That should change things dramatically. Well, listen, if, uh, if Matt needs you to come in and take some snaps, we know you're ready. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us and telling us about your cleats for the weekend. And thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. All right, that's Mohamed Sanu joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.